0: 7.55 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty.
1: Welcome back to 7.55 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braze writer for The Athletic. I'm with uh, Eric O'Flaherty, my co-host, former Braze reliever out in Seattle. What's up? What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? I'm so, good. How are you? I'm good, but uh, busy day already for yeah. the Braze and none of it good. <laughs> um, You know, the last place as that they could afford an injury really – I mean, they've already endured injuries to uh Ozzy Albies and to Ronald Acuna. And the last place that they could afford to have an injury, obviously, is the starting rotation. And within the starting rotation, the last guy they could afford to lose after Soroka, they already lost Soroka, their ace. So the uh, the last guy that could afford to lose right now would, of course, be Max Freed. So yeah. who'd they lose? Max Freed. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy, dude, that they're in first place. They lost Mike Soroka and now they've lost Max Freed, although it's a far less injury than mm-hmm. Soroka. Nevertheless, it's a back spasm in, uh, in his left lumbar spine is what they're calling it. So he's going to be out at least 10 days. They put him on the 10 day IL. They think they fully think that he'll be back, uh, the 16th to face the Orioles in the fi- fi- finale of the Orioles series or the 18th against the Mets. And they had considered bumping him just two or three days and and not putting him on the I.L. But the way they're set up right now, they couldn't really afford to do that because they just don't have much depth and they keep bringing guys up. So that's what they that's what they did.
2: I mean, you can't afford this either. It feels like, you know, with the way things have been going. But I guess the one thing is, you know, if you push it and you wind up missing out on having him for the rest of the season or the playoffs, I mean, then it then it really looks bad. But. You know, backs are tricky, um, and it's funny because every time a guy, regardless of how bad his back is, they just say back spasms. Right,
1: You right. know,
2: I mean, he could have tweaked it and he can't walk right now, or he could just be a little stiff, you know, and, and no matter what happens, it's just back spasms, so if they feel good about him coming back in in, in a few days, it's probably not that bad, especially if they thought about, um, you know, just putting him on there for two or three days or, or just holding yeah. him back a few days, but... Uh, yeah, backs are scary. You can't really push it. It's something you can't push through.
1: Well, we saw his velo down for the first time, like down three, four miles an hour yeah. in that last start, and I just thought maybe he was having some, you know, dead arm, some arm fatigue. because a lot of guys have that at this point, you know, especially after no ramp up, really, or less of a ramp up to the season. So I don't know. Is this is this better or worse than having an, than having arm fatigue, a dead arm at this stage? Uh, it just depends on how it, bad it is, huh?
2: Well, no, I mean, I think it's good that there was something going on other than his arm. You know, he, right. he was probably stiff before his last start. And then, um, you, you know, just tried to push through it and pitch or, or just was a little off. And, and that's why his Vila was down. And sometimes you got to go out there and feel that and feel that, you know, you're just not the same guy um, out there. And it's kind of stiff and sore, but... You know, that's, that's another thing you don't want to risk is, you know, pitching through an injury and, and pitching right. with a stiff back. That's when you could hurt your arm. So, I mean, I think they're doing the right thing being careful. It's just terrible timing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen countless examples of pitchers who've been sidelined by back stuff. I mean, like you said, it's just it, – they're such finely tuned machines, you guys are, that – something as major as the back just even if it's a minor injury to the back it's still a major thing to overcome right and try to maintain your your uh, delivery and your mechanics
2: it's funny man because when when people you know when you hurt your back uh, people that have never had back trouble mm-hmm. you, they think it's just like you know a, a sore knee or something you should just tough yeah. it out but when when your back's hurt man there's there's nothing you can do you know it's um it's yep. It just, you know, you you use your core for for every motion on the baseball field, you know, swinging or throwing. And it's kind of – it's pretty debilitating, you know. So, uh, I mean, they just can't push it. You know, it's just unfortunate, but there's nothing you can do. And they just have to kind of hope it calms down, you know.
1: We've seen Kershaw year after year have problems with his back and spend time on the DL almost every year in the last five or six with a back problem. Yeah. So, um, you know – I, I was uh, one of the worst things I've had to endure. I mean, I've had like plenty of surgeries, broke my ankle, all that. That was terrible. But one of the more frustrating things I had was when my back locked up for the first time. Because yep. I'm like, I'm like you. I always thought, like you just said about what I was one of those people that you hear his back's tight or whatever. You're like, come on, man, how long yeah. you been out a week with a sore back? But I had my back lock up and it was middle of spring training yep. it was like you know moving stuff around bags and everything in the overhead that's when it really went over it was getting stiff and stiff and stiffer and then it when it when it finally seized up I was at home and I couldn't get out of bed yep and I thought I'm gonna lay here in this bed i I can't get up to pee man and I was like I, I need surgery you know it's the first time I'd ever had my back yep. lock up so I thought yeah, no you, you think you panic done. you think yeah. you, pan- you panic you panic you of course, I'm going to have to have surgery because I cannot move. Yep. <laughs> so until that stuff calms down and it takes a few days, you know, for it to real, if it, once it gets to that stage where it's locked up, then I remember a few hours later, I was, I was able to walk and I, I mean, I did get, a, I rolled out of the bed to go pee, but yeah. I did, <laughs> I was able to walk a few hours later and I was going down to my mailbox going, okay, it's not so bad now I'm feeling all right. And I have a, I have a, like an incline down to my mailbox, a hill down to my mailbox. And all of a sudden, step. that thing cramped up. <laughs> yeah, bad step. And I went to my yeah. knees and I thought, if there's any neighbors looking out, they think I just got shot. I just had a heart sniper.
2: attack. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or had a heart attack. So, yeah, I can totally commiserate. I used to think my dad, you know, was when he had a bad back, was like, I didn't understand why he couldn't do anything. And then same thing covering covering sports, covering baseball. You didn't really appreciate it till it happens to you. Then you're like, I can't even imagine playing high level professional sports with a back issue when it's You tight. can't.
2: It's it's just not something you can tough out. You know, I don't care how tough yep. you are. You just like, your body just goes into lockdown. And and that's kind of what you want to avoid, even if his back's just somewhat stiff or he's just feeling a little off. Yeah. Once you have that that tweak where it's basically like, you know, you watch those movies and they're robbing a bank or something and those those huge metal doors slam down there's just no way out that's that's kind of what your back does when it feels vulnerable it just locks up everything around it and refuses to move and you know normally you just have to wait you know you got to wait for everything to calm down you'll slowly get range of motion back but even then you got to play it pretty safe Mm -hmm. because you know like you were just talking about one wrong step or you know, you test it again or, or kind of piss it off and it'll just lock right back down. You can't move. You know, it's, it's one of the injuries that there's just no way around it on a baseball field. You, yeah. you know, sore shoulder, sore elbow. Sometimes you warm it up and it starts, it starts feeling better. But with the back, man, you just, you're done. You know, you just have to wait. Um, Cause there's I, so much
1: torque, right? I mean, yeah. and pitchers.
2: Well, you need the, you need your spine to relax, to be able to rotate. Yeah. And, and when it's, you know, when it's deciding it's not rotating, there's there's no negotiating with backs. Um, I, I dealt with it my up. whole career. I, uh-huh. I did something in 2008 with the Mariners in spring training. Um I did like, you know, I did a workout and I was pretty stiff in the morning and kind of tried to push through it and it locked up on me. And we kind of did some heat and different stuff and got me loose. And it was same thing like you're talking about. I started feeling a little better. And then me and my wife were um, we were walking through the mall, and it locked up on me, and I had to crawl out of there into <laughs> into the car. And so I went to the field the next day, and <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just walking like a 90 year old man, you know, yeah, you, kind of tiptoeing, trying not to do anything yeah. to piss it off, and exactly. I miss. I wound up missing the rest of that season, and then that's when I finally got it healthy. Um, it'd been it'd been bad for so long. That's why the Braves were able to claim me. Um, but mm-hmm. I had a maintenance program that I did my whole career. Uh, I yeah, was like I 35 that. minutes a day. I did it religiously and it would still happen once or twice a season. Um, it would lock up on me and they'd try to keep me out of the games. And normally they wouldn't report it to, you know, the media or anything like that. It'd just be one of those situations where I didn't come out of the bullpen and, and there was kind of questions why, you know, this reliever that fit this situation wasn't used. And right. that's when they would have to tell the media. But a lot of times, man, I'd, I wouldn't be able to walk for a day or two and I'd just kind of hide from you guys so you wouldn't see how bad a shape I was in. And we they'd give me this thing called dose pack. Uh yep. It's like a it's a it's a steroid, but it's an anti-inflammatory steroid, totally legal. Um They would give it to me. And by day three of that thing, everyone, everything would just let go and I'd start moving again. And sometimes we were able to hide it. But mm-hmm. other times, you know, it, we couldn't. But it was like a once or twice a year thing that I dealt with no matter how hard I worked to avoid it. So, I mean, that's just the thing with Max is if he if he just tweaks it a little bit, you know, you don't know how bad it is or, or what kind of timetable it is, but it's something you really don't want to push.
1: Yeah, just the fact that he was able to pitch five innings the other day uh, or however long he went. It was his worst start, but uh, the fact that he was able to pitch and, and hold it together tells you, you know, that uh, it's not nearly to the stage of locking up where, so that's good. Yeah. Like curbing. Well,
2: well, you can and, see though, you know, velocity being down, he kind of, he might've yeah. been a little tight and pitched and pitched and then, uh, you know, woke up the next day really stiff.
1: Yeah. And it's not like, and the back's not like other injuries where you can shoot it up with, uh, with whatever, you know, you can't do that with the back and just keep going like you can and endure the pain.
2: Some guys try it, but I, I never yeah, found sure, any kind of shots effective for it. It was just time, you know, just yeah. rest and, and kind of getting your range of motion back.
1: So, like we said, he's Not the good. one guy that they can count <laughs> on going out and giving you five or six quality innings every every uh, five days. Better than quality. And, and easing the stress for one night on the bullpen. Well, now – um, you know, they're going to piece this thing together. Robbie Erlin, who pitched like 40 pitches in relief yesterday, he uh, Monday, he's going to start Thursday, most likely. He's the candidate, the leading candidate. So it sounds like it's, it's a done deal. And, you know, we had a conference call with Alex this morning, and I asked about a few guys, and we we talked about, you know, Fulty and all this. Uh, I asked about Tucker Davidson specifically, whether we could see him soon. And Alex was forthright about it. He said, he's pitching well he's working on his slider and his fastball command but he's behind guys like Kyle Wright and Bryce Wilson so if that i mean that should tell you something you know about where he's at right now so i don't think we're going to see him uh anytime soon unless there's a couple more injuries but faulty he said faulty is is doing great uh as far as you know putting on weight and adding some velo but uh what he said was he continues to work extremely hard, but it's hard for me to put any type of expectations at this point. He's doing everything he can. His work ethic has been off the charts. So you know, it all sounds like they love his attitude, but he's, but he's still got a lot world. of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He's he's throwing again today. It's uh, Tuesday. He's throwing again in an inner squad sim game type thing at Gwinnett today. So, but it doesn't sound like he's a candidate to come up. Uh, in, you know, in the immediate in the next week or two. So but we'll see. He didn't even mention Newcomb at all. So
2: I'm curious I'm curious if Bryce Wilson's just dealing down there and then, you know, he can't he can't get over that mental hub when he comes up and pitches in the Me big too, leagues.
1: man. Because if he's ahead there, of those right? other
2: guys, you know, if he, if he's ahead of Fulty who's working hard, he's if he's ahead of Tucker Davidson who's who throwing well. Uh, and Kyle, you know, Kyle Wright, they they keep coming up and getting these opportunities. They must be throwing pretty well down there to to be the next guys in line. Kyle, wow. I
1: can at least see it because he comes up and deals sometimes for, for two or three innings, yeah. you know, yeah, he and then can't it just put the comes whole start apart. Together. Yeah, yeah. Bryce, it seems like he he must be relying on his other pitches more down there, but he comes up here and it's straight fastballs and they get torched if he's not walking guys, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw his numbers, and it, it, that's one of the hard things to understand. Is you know, you see the numbers he's putting up up here, and it, it's hard to believe that you know, he's ready. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he must be pitching pretty damn well down there to keep getting the opportunity.
1: Right. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. So that, I mean, for me, that's one of those classic cases of a guy that just, you know, something changes mentally when he gets the opportunity, he puts too much pressure on himself, can't get comfortable. Um, it's weird, man. It, it's some guys struggle with that, but he's got to get over that hump.
1: So having said all that and about the guys who might come up and aren't going to come up and all that, you know what it means about, uh, 36 year old Cole Hamels, he's going to be activated, man. I think it's going to be real soon too. Good. Uh, Alex said it could be as soon as Orioles game, September 15th, 16th. He threw first time in face hitters at all. He threw to Ozzy a couple of days ago, uh, on the field after the game here at Truist Park. And he's going to do that again. And then they're going to decide whether to have him throw in more inner squad games at, at the, down there or to come up and just, uh, you know, give him what he can for a couple, three innings. I think they're going with the latter. I think they're looking at it now. as like, you don't have much choice. Now, ideally, you'd love to for him to build up a normal spring training schedule and get up to five. But then they don't have time for that. So it's like, are you going to give something out of him or not? And I think we're going to see him next week against the Orioles.
2: Well, I mean, even three good innings, though. You know, yeah. in a situation you're out where you're yeah. throwing a lot of guys out there that you're not sure what you're getting out of them, you know, even yeah. if you could just throw him out there and feel pretty good about two or three innings at this point. But you could
1: piece it together after two or three innings with your bullpen. You just can't piece it together when you're down 4 nothing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, the crazy thing is what saved this team is the offense has been so damn good. Yeah. Uh, you know, Absolutely. If, if, if they had a normal offense this year, I don't even <laughs> want to know what the record would be. But these guys have been raking –
1: I mean it's you look at what they've got from the rotation and I, nobody would look at that and think it's possible for them to be in first place by two games when they no. look at they've had 10 starts out of 41 that have gone 6 innings or more and then it's down to like 25 out of the 41 have been less than 5 innings 25 out of 41
2: <laughs> Well I mean take God for those 7 inning uh, doubleheaders too you know, that yeah. that rule's help yeah. them a lot, too, because that's just way less innings that their bullpen had to pick there. up. Six games there. I mean, that's then, the other side of it. It's it's a little easier this year because you got some extra uh, bullpen guys and you right. got some shorter doubleheaders. But that would be really hard on a team throughout a whole season to to be in this, you know, situation with the starting staff.
1: Right. Yeah, and the way they've been able to do it, obviously, with seven inning game, games is one thing. but having the extra relievers and having so many good relievers good instead relievers. of having two or three that you have to rely on every time you got you got a lead. They've got literally six or seven. Yeah. So you could piece it together. If, if they can give you three good innings, you know, you've got enough relievers that you can get six innings out of them mm-hmm. uh, almost every night. <laughs> yeah, You don't want to, yeah. but you can. And, you know, here's the thing. Snit, snit's take a lot of heat for some questionable bullpen moves over the weekend. And I will I will concur that they did not look you, – you, they left you scratching your head going, why would you pitch Weigel in his major league debut in a one-run game? Why would you pitch Chad Sabatka in a one-run game in the ninth inning? The reason – and I know people don't want to hear this, but the reason is as much bullpen depth as they have, they absolutely cannot afford to not have that depth right. down the stretch and in the playoffs – because they know there's going to be a lot of nights down the stretch and in the playoffs where they only get where they have to yank a starter, especially in the playoffs. You're going to have to pull a guy in the first or second inning if it looks like he's going to give up three or four runs and just turn it over to the bullpen. So they got to be all healthy.
2: Yeah, and it, you don't know. You know the the hardest thing to track or or kind of think about is is how much guys have been throwing without coming in the game. Right, uh, and it, there's always a lot of that going on where you know guy only pitched once in three days but he's warmed right. up seven times and and sometimes you know it's 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 hard to i get it man i see the moves and i get it 100 percent. you wonder why those guys are coming in or 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 what he's doing and it, there's nothing going on behind the scenes and you know you look like a lunatic but right i can't right. It, i can't right. imagine that was his first choice you know like he just <laughs> felt good yeah. about it and said you know I'm going to hit on 18 on the blackjack table, you know, yeah. against the six. It's it, He's not just doing wild shit. Um, I, I think uh-huh. there's a lot of reasoning behind it, but sometimes it's just going on behind the scenes.
1: And Chris Martin pitched in the 7-1 game because just what you said, he was warming up. They had two guys. Who else pitched in that game? Somebody else good too. Uh, uh, in the game, Tommy Malone, uh, his second start. What happened when Malone came out? It was still a three-one game, and they had Martin Mormon up, and I forget it might have been Shane Green. I'd have to go back and look at it. But both of those guys pitched, and everybody was like, "Why are you pitching Chris Martin in a seven-one game?" It's because right. he had already warmed up, and Snit did not want to have him warm up and then sit him down and then use him the next night one. So, to me, well, the other just, side
2: of that that he's got to think about is is also if if he if he warms Martin up once and pitches him, uh-huh. he's available tomorrow. Right. If he warms him up, you know, first game and then pitches the second game, right, so he's up twice in the same day, if hours apart, five hours apart, four hours apart, now now he might be down tomorrow. So it's a situation where you're also thinking about the game tomorrow and thinking about the next one.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know,
2: you know, everybody just wants to say, well, just win today's game first. Right. But, you can't do that. Um, with, with this you, have to, right. it, you have to be at least aware of, of what you're doing to guys and, and who's starting tomorrow. You know, if... if if you're looking at game two and saying, yeah. "Well, you know, we're probably losing that that one anyway," I want this guy for tomorrow because Freed's pitching. You know, we might yeah. have a win to lock down. I mean, that's just the stuff he has to consider.
1: Yeah, and I just think I I really think that it's they have come to the conclusion that the only way this ch- team has a chance to go deep into the playoffs is for the bullpen to be healthy. At, Everybody yeah. healthy They're and everybody fresh. pitching at their best. Yeah, yeah. They have to be fresh. So you can't take that normal mentality, which is worry about winning today's game today and then tomorrow, to, you know, you can't do that and, and end up going into the postseason without two of those relievers or you got no chance. Cause there's going to be games in the, in the postseason where you're only going to get two or three innings from your starter. No doubt in my mind. Maybe one inning some nights.
2: Yeah, and you, you're always going to want to be able to have that quick hook. I mean, you know, it's not it's not that long yeah. of a season, so I can't imagine the relievers being too worn out. Um, but right. you still, you know, I mean. They're not. They're not. They are not I do
1: not have anybody in the appearance leaders and all that, but I think that's by design.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and knowing how important they're going to be. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I mean, especially with Freedow, you know, I don't think it, it doesn't sound like a big thing, but if, if you go into postseason without him. yeah. And it, you got Hamels ready for four innings, and Ian Anderson's your second best guy. I mean, yeah, you want your relievers
0: fresh.
1: And don't you agree? Even as good as this offense is in the postseason, it's kind of a different animal, and they're not going to be able to score seven, eight runs most nights like they can. And they can during the regular season.
2: I, you know, I keep thinking that, but then I watch them. Score four off of Garrett Cole, <laughs> off good pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they've been they've just been raking everybody. I mean, and when you look at the offense, how often do you look through an offense and you got three guys with a OPS yeah. over a thousand?
1: I know, and they torch bullpens too. they, yeah. they like unlike any other team in the majors, they the numbers are like a week ago were still the highest in the majors against other teams' bullpens. So yeah, it's crazy. They are loaded when they get Ozzie back too. That bullpen is just going, or that uh, lineup is going to get even deeper, and it is deep right now. When you got no, Riley a, and Duvall hitting in the bottom bottom third of your lineup, bottom well, half of your been, lineup, you start off the lineup
2: with a four hole hitter. I mean, everybody's yeah. so you know everybody's so um, yeah <laughs> shocked by Acuna being these hitting all these leadoff home runs is because he shouldn't be a lead off hitter. You right, know he's right. he's he's a four hole hitter or a three hole hitter, and and right. he just happens to be best leading off the game. And they got Freddie and Ozuna in the three and four hole. Um, but then you go Dansby, who's been hitting. If you if you put Aussie in that two hole and move Dansby down, I mean, there's just mm-hmm. Riley can do damage down in the bottom. Duvall's raking. There's there's really no darno. Darno's Flowers is even hitting. Yeah, Darno's hitting three twenty six. He's got a nine twenty two OPS. You know, there's just there's no breaks Nick, in this lineup.
1: Yeah, Nick was he's slumping now. He was hitting. He's he's slumping yeah now though. But he's still uh, a tough
2: at bat. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: They. Uh, you don't get to a point in this lineup, maybe Camargo in the nine hole, you know, but that would normally and Ender be a pitcher. When he's in there, and Ender when he's struggling, but there's only you know maybe one break. Yeah, and that that's yeah, hard it's an to,
1: American League lineup. It is. It's, uh, and that's the why other, they're in first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. that in the bullpen. I mean, they've had like that last week that that series, uh, especially in Boston. He's. I mean, my jaw was on the floor of what they were doing, dude. Yeah. I mean, you get back-to-back three homer games from Duvall and Ozuna. I mean, and then Freddie this weekend goes 5,000 – more than 5,000 at-bats in his career without hitting a grand slam, which was one of those freaky things. And he hits two in three days. <laughs> Acuna comes off an injury for the second time this year and hits a home run in his first at-bat, back, lead off the It's 12 homers in four games <laughs> right off the I DL. I that guy.
2: Yeah. He's that
1: guy's—he's insane. 18 home leadoff home runs now in his career, in just over 200 games as a leadoff hitter. He's already set a franchise record. I mean, at this pace, he'll break Ricky's record within like four years for all-time with leadoff home runs. Yeah, well, well that's what I'm saying
2: though—is you know, Ricky was more of a leadoff hitter, trying to get on base and stuff. And Acuna—I mean, I think on any other team in the league, you'd have him hitting in the three or four hole. It's it's just the way they've decided to line yeah. it up.
1: Well, the Angels have uh, Trout second, yeah, and and Padres did have Tatis leading off. They moved him finally, but he let off for the first uh, month, and he's similar to Acuna. Yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah, it ain't the way it used to be. Is no, it? no, you're not
2: facing Chone Figgins. You know, trying to slap a ball to over <laughs> the second baseman's head. You know, it's just a different game now to see a totally guy like that different. leading off.
1: <laughs> I know you used to be so regimented. You know, you had the little slap hitter with speed leading off. You had the two hole hitter was the guy that, you know, it didn't hit for big power, but could move a guy over, hit it the other way. Three hole hitter was your best hitter. Four hole guy was a, was a big power guy. I mean, it was just. It was the way it game. was. It's and then there was a fall-off. 5-0 hitter was like a poor man's leadoff, or poor man's cleanup hitter, and then yeah. it fell off dramatically in the bottom third. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: well, you could be facing somebody like Casey Kochman in the 5-hole, who, you know, he's going to have a hard, uh, he's going to have a good yeah. bat, put the ball in play, but he's not going to take you deep. I mean, in this lineup, <laughs> every single guy can take you deep. <laughs> yeah. But even, you know, your leadoff guy it used to be kind of getting your feet wet as a starting pitcher, see what you got that day. If you made a mistake, you gave up a single to right and made an adjustment. Uh-huh. Now you face Acuna leading off. You make a mistake. <laughs> he hits at four seventy eight. You know, I mean that just the blow that that can give you. Yeah, it, he doesn't hit. You know, wall scrapers. He he's hitting a moonshot off you, and you you're going to think, man, I don't have anything today. And then especially when Aussie's back, then yeah. you're facing a uh, more of a true leadoff hitter that can still take you deep. Then you get Freddie and Acuna. I mean, the lineup's a nightmare, man.
1: And now with Dansby, who knows where you're going to hit him? He can hit anywhere, but yeah, he's raking. Yeah. Um, And I think what you said, I think that's why the other half of why you have to keep Acuna at leadoff, because what he does for your team uh, with the spark he gives you, but also what he does to the other team, the opposing pitcher. I mean, I just think he's too valuable in that leadoff spot to even think about moving him again. And Schnitt won't anytime soon because it blew up in his face when he did it last year. As he said, some dumbass moved him out of the leadoff spot last year (laughs) for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, you know, he just he just clicks in that spot. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't I mean he could do it his whole career, but he's, it's not like he doesn't have the speed if he does get on or if he does walk. I mean yeah. it's just it's such a threat. And when you have the three or four whole hitters the Braves have, there's there's no reason to even toy with it.
1: And now with the uh if the DH comes in and you don't have that pitcher bat ninth, yeah, changes yeah. everything. But yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he gets so excited. I think Acuna, in the time leading up to the game, is so excited to be starting the game. You know, I think he's just jacked. He's just personality is perfect for that leadoff spot.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he just likes to be the guy showing. I'm, it's yep. just man when he walks up to the plate to start the game, and yeah, <laughs> anything can happen. You know, and that's that's a that's like I'm saying that's a tough thing as a starting pitcher to to have to pitch with the threat of being up or being down one nothing on your first pitch of the game.
1: The other big news today was, uh, and it's going to disappoint a lot of Brace fans that already has that have heard about it is utility man, Charlie Culberson, one of fan favorites, got DFA'd today. And I asked Alex about it. How tough was it? And he goes, he's been talking out, uh, Charlie about it for a while. So it didn't come as a surprise to Charlie. He told him, you know, a couple of weeks ago after the Lance Adam. Got DFA that that Charlie's would probably be next in line if they had to do it. again, make another similar move that it would be Charlie. So he knew that it might happen. He only had seven at, uh, plate appearances this year. Yeah, seven at bats. He just went with wasn't this playing. with well, yeah with no DH. He just wasn't playing because that's where he got the double switches and pinch hitting was where he got most of his playing time last year.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it, I'm sure it's tough, but when you start getting those roster crunches and stuff, it's it, those are the yeah. moves that you have to make. And it's, it's hard, you know, emotionally and, and everybody likes him so much, but had to do the it.
1: Good, the good thing is for, for, for him or for Braves fans, or whatever is that he'll get through. He'll probably get through yeah, uh, waivers and, and they'll send him to Gwinnett. So he'll still be available if they have an injury or anything else, the rest of the way.
0: So, yeah. And he lives and there, good, doesn't
1: he ask? Yeah. It's good for Charlie too. Cause he lives in, in the suburbs, at suburbs and, well, he signed a minor league deal, knowing that he might be at Triple A. So, yeah. uh, you know, he, he he where his house is, he can get to both ballparks. So, you know, it's got a little kids, three little kids. That makes that.
2: it so much easier already being at home,
1: mm-hmm. especially in this in this pandemic. You know,
2: yeah, he doesn't have to go find an apartment, you know, in Buffalo or something like in the that. Of all this, yeah. yeah,
1: guys. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show.
0: Hey, listeners, producer Cam here. Hey, it's about time you upgrade your full body grooming game with the precision engineered tools from Manscaped. Their premium lawnmower 3.0 is not only waterproof, but includes an LED light and is made with advanced skin safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You get this trimmer inside the perfect package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped crop preserver, an undercarriage deodorant, and the crop reviver, a marble toning spray, both super practical and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time, when you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Try these products out for yourself because Manscaped is hooking you up here through 755 Israel and The Athletic. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20, all one word with a two and a zero. At manscaped.com. Make sure you're always using the right tools for the job. Get manscaped.
1: Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, you, I'm sure you're not shocked that he would go out and struggle a little bit at the start. I mean, people saw him the first two and they get, and they forget, they get giddy and think, okay, this guy's not going to have any learning curve. He's going to step right in and give you six quality innings every game against the Red Sox, Yankees, everybody. You know, he didn't face the regular Yankees and Red Sox lineups, obviously. Pitched his ass off though, pitched really well. But, he was just missing a little bit yesterday, and and ran up a huge pitch count early. Threw eighty some pitches in three innings. Yeah, you know, and 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 was his own worst enemy with a throwing error. One of those where he just panicked. You know, it's a it's a it's a young guy that doesn't really know exactly what you know the uh, the speed is of the game at this level. And he said, "I had a little more time than I thought," and he rushed the throw to first base threw it wide. That ended up costing him because he had three more batters in that inning, or otherwise he'd have got out of that second inning clean. Um, So, but he he went three innings and threw eighty-three pitches, I think, yesterday.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was mainly just the first time you've seen him struggle to throw strikes, you know, and not hit Mm -hmm. attack hitters the same. Um, He wasn't getting the ball; wasn't getting hit hard off him until you know after the. I think he just, you know, sometimes you make like an error like that, and it's. it's almost like he it's just been he's been waiting to have that moment of of just being a little off and and he hadn't had any challenges and he'd just been rolling through um and then you know it changes the perspective of it is is now it's on you and you made this dumbass error and there's a little more pressure to to pitch better and it just threw him off his game but I, I mean that's just that's just stuff you know you go through and Yeah, maybe not knowing the speed looked like he didn't get a good grip on it, but any pitcher can do that at any time. And and then you go through it and you learn to, you know, stay calm and maybe take a little extra time and get your, your thoughts back together and and let it go next time. But, you know, even that it's, it was just the pitch count, you know, throwing so many pitches and coming out early. It's, it, it wasn't like he. Just got shelled and, it's and still
1: on two runs. One, yeah. One, one, one earned.
2: earned. And, you know, it was, I always felt like if a pitcher makes an error, it should be an earned run because, you did it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it, it's still, I mean, you know, three innings, two runs, and it gives you a shot. It was.
1: Yeah. Oh, they had a shot. They just couldn't yeah. hit. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, after, after running up so many, so many runs and just destroying pitchers for, a week, you knew they were going to have a, a rough game offensively at some point. And that was yesterday. They went two for 14 with runners in scoring position in that Labor Day game. Failed to score three times with the bases loaded. And if yeah. there's been a weakness at all to this team, it's been some situations like that where they could, where they got a guy at third for less than two outs and couldn't get him in. And the numbers show that they're right in the middle of the pack as far as that's concerned. But there have been a lot of glaring cases in some games that seems to mag- be magnified because there's a lot of instances. Like yesterday, they could have easily scored six more runs yesterday. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, you know, if there's if there's one thing and having so many guys in your lineup that can take the that can go deep, you know, it's that you don't have a whole lot of guys, you know, having at-bats like Nick Marcakis or You don't Freddy have to Freeman. practice
2: it either. You know, no. you, especially when you're when you're putting up seven or eight runs a game, yeah. and you have a four or five run gap a lot, um, you, you just don't get that. You don't get the repetition of having to get a runner in from third with one out or something like that, and just trying to hit a fly ball. Uh, they they've just been putting up so much runs; they might just be a little rusty in in you know the situational um, execution category.
1: Yeah, they lost in ten innings. They tied up in the ninth, with, of course, on a home run by Duvall. Yeah, who's got ten now? Um, in like just over a hundred and maybe one hundred and ten at bats, <laughs> but um, you know, the, it, it was interesting. Miami chose the strategy in the tenth inning of sacrifice bunting the guy over to third, which I like, you know. And then you got two shots to get him in. Yeah. Um, Braves haven't done that, and they didn't do it yesterday. And uh, who led you know, off for the Braves? Yeah. I oh, I got to go back and look at how it went. Um, it was Charlie was on base, so he, you know, he had come in and and hit. Yeah. So it was somebody. It was the middle of the, like fifth or sixth spot in the order. Um, I'd have to go back and look at this. Oh, it was
2: Markakis, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe I might have bunted with him, but at the same time, you're thinking he's going to have such a good Especially at bat, and he's slump. good at hitting those singles. You know, he. Yeah. No, it was Darno. Darno. Uh... Darno. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. That's one of those things that you know for me, I would almost always do it just because it gives you that better shot, but uh, now there's all these stats coming out that say you got you know better odds of hitting and getting one hit versus giving them an out and all this stuff that's that's kind of the changes in the game you're seeing. I wonder if that's Snitz call or that's something coming from up top
1: they don't make those they don't tell them what to do uh, they they really don't. I know people wonder sometimes, but they don't. Yeah, they'll give him the numbers to indicate what they think he might want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't force him to. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, that would have been – no, 10th inning.
2: Yeah, Marquecas.
1: Yeah, Marquecas. Yeah, because Darno ended up – He was the – you got
2: pitch ran for.
1: Yeah, in the ninth, Darno grounded into a double play. Right. Yeah, after Duvall had you know hit that pinch hit, they had a chance to really blow it open. They had the bases loaded, and he grounded into a double play in right. the end of ninth. Yeah, that was the uh, third time they left the bases, but they had the bases loaded and failed to score. Uh, so, you know, they've lost three out of four since their five game winning streak, and now you got the freed news. So we'll see. This team has shown the amazing ability to withstand and. Through adversity, way. <laughs> one one layer of adversity after another, one obstacle after another thrown in their path. So <laughs> they did it when Acuna got hurt. They did it when Soroka got hurt. They're gonna need somebody to step up now with Freed getting hurt. Man, it's tough. And that's
2: that's the when you when you talk about character and stuff because a lot of teams could have folded multiple times this year and just gone into a tailspin and not been in it. And the the stuff they've endured and, and kind of got through, like losing Soroka and the yeah. injuries they had early on, you know. It's just, it just, for me, there's something about this team where I'm not, it doesn't look good, you know, right. but I, I just look at them and I think they'll find a way.
1: It's like, next man up. Okay. How deep can you go, though? You know, they need ammals to come up and do something, man. That's for sure. Well, he looked good.
2: I saw, I saw some video of him throwing to Acuna. His stuff looked sharp and he to was moving Ozzie. well. Yeah. Or to Ozzy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're going to get Ozzy back too, real soon. So, um, lineup could get even better they might just have to outscore people nine to eight you know
2: yeah and that's not you know that's not your typical that's not a game plan you want to plan for but we'll <laughs> not see braves game plan is it <laughs> not not it's not not the classic braves plan right there
1: <laughs> not the bobby cox game plan. no um uh, I, I thought one of the best things yesterday was anderson after the game uh being asked about going three innings at a time when they needed you know more innings. And he said, that's the worst part about it, man. He said, I'd rather go out there and go five or six and give up three or four runs than only go three. For me as a starter, that's always tough to swallow. I thought that was a pretty good perspective from him.
2: He seems really mature. Yeah. You know, he seems calm Mary. when he's talking. He he seems pretty cerebral, uh, which is, you know, that's the same stuff we've been talking about with Freed and Soroka this whole time. Uh, But, you know, for me, that that gives me that's part of why I think he's been able to come up and and do pretty well in the first place is just his ability to think through situations and and not be overwhelmed by being up here.
1: And their intelligence and, uh, you know, the all all the stuff that we've talked about, the good qualities of those three guys is why I like the chance of those them being the next big three, not going to be three Hall of Famers. I'm not saying that they might, who knows what they're going to be, but being really good for a while. I like that, that trio at the top of my uh, rotation with Soroka freed and this guy. I mean, those are three really mature, smart guys with good stuff. You know, it's not like any of them doesn't have great stuff either. They all have great stuff.
2: Oh, they all have really good stuff. And Mm -hmm. I get, you know, in baseball, you either want to be really smart or pretty dumb. You just you don't want to get caught in the middle, <laughs> and it, that's the good thing about those guys that they have the yeah. stuff, and they're they're all seem really smart.
1: Yeah, he had three walks uh, in twelve innings in his first two starts. Had four walks in three innings yesterday, so that was that was his undoing right there.
2: Yeah, um, nobody you know nobody nobody does well in the major leagues walking people.
1: They need Robbie Erlin to step up. You know, I know this guy doesn't have a track record of being a guy that you can expect a whole lot from, but they got him for a reason. They thought he could do something. And then Tommy Malone. I mean, they just need Malone to do what he was doing with the Orioles yeah. before he came over here. They don't need him to do anything more, but he was pitching really well for them. And he looked a lot better in his second start here than he did in the first. Yeah. But they need him to step up, man. Those two guys, that, that, While Freed's out and, and the rest of the way, they need those guys to step up.
2: Yeah, I mean – it's, they need somebody to do something. You know, you need, you need guys. You, 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 you can't get by like this. And I mean, I feel like we've been saying this for a month already, but, um, it, you know, maybe Wright has a good start. I thought yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, faulty would be a lot more in play right now, especially after everything happening. Uh-huh. But, you know, those, that quote of, I don't. I can't really put any expectations on him. Is is basically saying, you know, he's he's working yeah. his ass off, but he's just not. He's not getting it done down there, which you know is yeah, surprising because well, so- I thought if he got his velo back, it'd help mm-hmm. a lot. But it doesn't sound like they have too high hopes right now.
1: Um. By the way, Azuna, I, we haven't got an announcement yet on Player of the Week, but I'm if it's not Azuna, I'll be shocked. You know, because I mean, this guy led the majors with five homers in six games, uh, le- beginning with. Uh, September first and led the majors And for the week. Uh he hit four eighty five with a sixteen twenty-three OPS, had it. and also had an eight game hitting streak before yesterday. Sixteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, sixteen hundred OPS had what thirteen RBIs. I mean, he just was raking. And then Duvall hits a home run yesterday. So he's got he's tied with uh with uh so that gave him five for September. I mean They had – yesterday, it was crazy, man. Going into yesterday's game, the Braves had three of the top five uh, in the majors in home runs for the month of September. Three of the top five with Duvall, Acuna, and Ozuna.
2: I feel like Duvall has been hitting a home run every time I check. You know, he's been been huge. One of the tough things for me is that there's no fans in the stands because the the games that the Braves are playing, you know, with all these comebacks and big home runs
1: and stuff, I – That park would be going crazy. Man, they would be worshiping Duval this year and Ozuna. Those two guys would be huge fan favorites this year. Yeah,
2: the energy in that stadium would be awesome right now. Yeah,
1: because they do play with a lot of energy. That stirred up signs and all that they do. Yeah. Yeah, see, 13 ribbies in the first six games of September for Ozuna with three more than anybody else in the majors before yesterday.
2: Yeah, it's going to be – another interesting thing is going to be how teams – Way this season, you know, because it's it's such a short season. There's there's no time to really. If you get off to a hot start or get off to a bad one, it, it's it's tough to really level out. There's no time to level out. But if if Ozuna does this for what another couple three weeks, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how much teams value that when he gets to free agency.
1: Oh yeah, I know it's gonna, and 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 then coupled with what is going to be a really who knows what the free agent market is going to be this winter. I mean, yeah. we know what he would get in a normal winter. A lot, because he don't he wouldn't even be thirty yet, right? But
2: you look at you know all the financial stuff the teams were saying they were the, the hits they were going to take, yeah, uh, just playing the season like some some owners didn't even want to play it. Um, it, you wonder how that's going to filter down, and if they're if they're just not going to spend, or how teams are going to react. But I mean, if if you value what Azuna's is doing, and it doesn't look fluky at all, him mean, he's destroying balls. Yeah, um, he's playing like he did in Miami. Yeah, he looks like the same guy I remember from Miami. The,
1: Last couple of years there. It's going to be
2: real interesting to see if he gets a long-term deal or if teams are going to make him prove it.
1: How about the Braves, dude? had six more homers in September than any other major league team before yesterday. Dang. Ozuna's five homers in the first six games of September were as many or more than six entire teams. <laughs> He's been hot. He had as many homers as the Yankees in September before uh, Monday and two more than the nationals entire roster. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy with this. You have just never seen a brace team quite like this one. They've had some teams with some home run hitters, but it no, went but up and down the lineup.
2: It, I feel like, you don't. Know, if you know, if you look at the highlights from the game, you either see him uh, or Zuna or Duvall, or Cunha go deep every single game. There's yeah. there's never like a game where it's like oh they just couldn't score. They only put up one, and it was a base hit to right. It's always a homer, and it's always big numbers.
1: They had gotten their OPS to up to a major league leading, uh, I think eight twenty three before yesterday. It'll be down after yesterday, but they were leading the majors in OPS.
2: <laughs> but I mean that's how you do it. that's how you're going to have to get over the the yeah. rotation stuff.
1: No doubt. No doubt. So, all right. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, if they can do it again, if they can, if, you know, have another next guy up and, and and overcome yet another loss to the rotation, and also going to see. Be I'm curious to see how, how quickly Ozzie gets back. I think he's going to be back this week, uh, in the next two or three days. They might even, who knows, if if we're, unless Wright comes out and just pitches great, but they already might have a plan to send him down anyway, and Ozzie could come up and take that spot you know, after they after writes up for one day. Oh, your boy Jacob Webb is the other move that they made today. He's back. Jacob Webb is back. That Good. and to add it to a deep bullpen, bring that guy if he's back to what he was last year. And Alex said he's been throwing well too. That yeah. that, that could be key for you having one more guy in that bullpen.
2: Yeah, he's another guy that's not going to be intimidated. You know, you could see it when he got called up last year. You could see it in his eyes right away. He was completely comfortable on the mound, even in even in big situations. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't you can't get enough quality relievers right now with with what's been going on.
1: All right, so we will talk to you guys on a Friday, and we'll see how the rest of this week goes for the Braves and how they uh, see if they can get through some more adversity. <laughs> yep, seven fifty five is real. We're out.